Good afternoon. This is the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. It's October 4th, and I am here in Columbia, South Carolina, in the uh, uh, offices here at the West Petro Chamber of Commerce Visitor Center. I am joined by one of my natural co-hosts, uh, one of my voices of reason, Miss Tiffany Nixon in Myrtle Beach. How are you, Tiffany? I'm great, John. Thank you. Well, and we are glad to have with us special guest co-host and who has become a contributor to the program, Miss Gail Maria Forrest, author of the blog Gone Puzzle. How are Hi. you, Gail? I'm good, doing good. Where, where are you? Where are you today, Gail? So we can say how global we are. I'm in um, Barrington, Illinois today. Barrington, like, Illinois. Right. It's outside. It's like 50, 40 miles west of Chicago. Awesome, awesome. So we've got a lot of the the country covered just by where we are today. Uh, In the booth, turning the knobs and answering the tough questions about us men trying to get out of the cave, my partner, Dustin Gilder. What's up, Mr. Man Cave? Well, it's it's good to have you here because we're going to have some things that you might have to speak up on today. So uh, be ready. We'll be coming at you. All right. Uh, You can join us today. Uh, Our telephone number here is 646 Six five two two zero seven one. Another nice feature is you can call that number and actually listen live to the broadcast over your telephone. And uh, also need you to call in and and put in your thoughts because I'm going to have a tough question that I need my listeners' help today. It's a personal thing. I need your help. I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, a very special uh, note uh, about, well, one more house cleaning matter. You can chat with us via our online chat at hearwomentalk.com. Click on the radio chat button and either sign in or sign up. Um, a special note about next week. Uh, we have done a lot of talking about dating on this program. And uh, we have a special guest lined up for next week. Dating guru, Miss Melinda Maximova of the San Francisco Chronicle and the Perfect Search um, is a dating guru and consultant, and she will be with us uh, to discuss dating today. And uh, it's been a subject we've been working on, and uh, I'd like to have a lot of callers because she's going to have a lot of answers for us. And she is somewhat of a professional matchmaker, somewhat like we see the millionaire matchmaker. So it's going to be exciting to have her on next week, Miss Melinda Maximova uh, from San Francisco. Uh, today on Bringing Man Out of the Cave, we've got a, a couple of items to discuss, and one of them is going to really discuss that fine line that males have, have trouble negotiating from time to time, and we'll get to that in just a second. We're also going to cover a little bit of baggage we talked about last week, and um, the biggest thing I need your help, though, today is... My bride's birthday is in a couple of weeks, and uh, she has been my bride of 21 years. I need suggestion for birthday gifts. She rarely asks for anything, and she hardly has time as far as work and everything else to, to do the spa-type treatments and all that, which I've done in the past. I need a women's hand. So, ladies, give me your thoughts on birthday gifts. Um, we also are going to talk a little bit about something that came up last week, and I think I answered it somewhat flippantly, and I was not pleased with it when I went back and listened to the broadcast, and that was talking about having sex out of wedlock. So those are some of the issues we're going to cover today. But the first one, 
that again I put out on the website that we're going to discuss is the fine line of the male approach is chivalry dead. Ladies, you you ladies are out there in the world. Is chivalry dead? Tiffany, you want to go? Well, I think you should go since you have the official definition of chivalry. Okay, we'll start. Let's start with this as our basis, and then you can go into the death search. So chivalry is the sum of qualifications of a knight, which are to be courteous, generous, have valor, and dexterity in arms, which I could make a joke about it, but I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds like a blog to me. I know, or a really raunchy show. But, um, okay. yes, dexterity in arms, which is probably a moot point now. So it would be courteous, generous, and valorous. How does that sound? Does anyone it know a man like that? I think there are many of us that are such uh, that way, Gail. But uh, t- the question, Gail, is, is chivalry dead or has it changed over the last 30 to 40 years? Um, I, well, courteous, generous, I think it, I don't think it's really changed. I mean, I think I find men as much as I diss them on a daily basis and, you know, 24-7. <laughs> but um, I think that men are courteous. I mean, I haven't found any that are actually rude. Really? I mean, unless they have, unless, well, unless they have a too, few too many drinks, you know, and then I found those men can get quite rude, but um, no, I, I don't think I've had really discourteous dates. You know, I might not have liked them, but I would not, fi- I would not say that they were discourteous. How about you? You know, and, well, the thing about it is I know that to Tiffany, Number one on her list is manners, manners, and more manners. Am I right, Tiffany? Um, right. For the ones that I would actually date, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no manners, no dates. That's, that's yeah, for sure. We also know I flunked her manners test. So <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. That's just that about But the deal. ones that don't have any manners, I mean, they're fine to do a few rounds of shots with at the bar, but, you know. Talking about getting married, then uh, you know, hey, got to have some manners. So, I don't even so. think people use that word anymore, do they? Manners, you know, that's like that's almost an archaic word, also. I think manners, but it's it, it, they are good to have. I, so I guess okay. the more modern term is social graces. Is that correct? Yeah, John, what do you think? I think well, I think uh, either term is accurate. I think that uh, uh, Tiffany, I think us living in the South here, that we find more people manners are important. Uh, manners are all uh, taught. Um, I mean, I know it's uh, we are definitely yes sir, no no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am uh, is really taught to our young people, and I think uh, graciously so. And I think manners are important, and I think they are. Uh, but I do believe that is more a Southern approach than other parts of the country. Gail, would you find that to be the case? Well, I'm thinking as you're saying this, and it also might be an age-related thing, because I know when I go out with certain men that they actually want to walk. Remember, were you taught this to walk on the outside of the sidewalk, toward closer to the streets than the woman? Does that sound you know, familiar at all? No, I don't, I don't know if I was taught to do that, but I mean, I was always taught to be in a position to protect the female from any thing that may be a flying projectile or something that would be hitting her in any way. So maybe, maybe not the dexterity of arms. Yeah, see that's all a part of that night thing, I'm telling you. That's <laughs> well and but, and Gail, you're in you're in a city, so that, that could have 
more to do with city manners. Well, here's the other thing I'm, I'm thinking is interesting, because women, when we all became more self-empowered, we started opening doors for ourselves, car doors, doors, do- all the doors. And I do find that men, to, in their, um, to kind of defend them, that when I open a car door and they're trying to get it for me, and I go, oh, no, I'll do it, that they still are trying to open the doors for me. And um, I think women kind of took that away from men. Well, I think that, I think you, no, I think you hit on a very key point there, Gail. And and one thing that I think that if we if we say that chivalry is dead or or is refined from where it was so many years ago, it is the idea that men kind of straddle a very odd line of when am I um, putting the the lady on a pedestal, putting her you know in a in a position of respect, and that way. Am I stepping on her independent person way? And I think that guys really struggle with that. I mean, I, I know this that one time, and this was three or four years ago, we were going somewhere, and a gentleman held a door open for a lady, and the lady very clearly said, no, thank you, sir. I can take care of that myself. Well, see, now, if somebody wants to do something for me, I don't care who they are. I'll take them up on it. <laughs> Especially pay. <laughs> I, I really, really like the chivalry with the check. Yeah. <laughs> Back to that again. Back Although I have that. to say, I make a very, very weak attempt to go, oh, do you want to split it? <laughs> you can hardly hear me say those words. But I'm I, mouthing you know, the words. I think that I think that uh, a possibility of the drive for more independence and and ladies and and having their independence, guys are in a strange strange little never never land where at times when they do what they think is a respectful thing, they have uh, you know sometimes get a little hand slap or get the get the wrong you know impression. And somebody was I was talking about this this weekend, and uh, they said you know really chivalry. Is a little different, you know. It now means being courteous to anyone, regardless of there's a romantic interest or not. It just means helping an older woman carry her groceries to her car, you know, or or simple things as saying "bless you" when someone sneezes. Mm-hmm. That well, kind see, of begs Tiffany's manners, doesn't it? Well, see, it's so funny because, like my sweetheart, he um he usually ninety percent of the time he'll open the car door for me. But when he's mad at me, he does not try to be polite by any stretch of the imagination. So ma- maybe manners come along with mood at times. So you could kind of tell when he's mad at you because he changes his manner, manner behavior. He's not as chivalrous. Oh, definitely not. I mean, you know, if he, he doesn't worry about saying something that is going to upset me or hurt my feelings if he's really mad at me. But on the other hand, if we go somewhere in the car, he'll open the car door for me. So... And you don't care. I don't care that he opens a car door for me? Yeah, no, you like that. I love that. What about the check? I mean, John, I think that's a big one for men and women because women don't know whether they should pay, should you split the check, should a man always pay the check? Did you always pay the check? Always pay the check. The man should always pay the check. So if you were single and I know you're happily married to 21 years without a birthday present, would you pay the check? Yes, yes. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, only even in the last couple of years has my wife started occasionally picking up a check if we were having dinner. And that, you know, that's been, 20, you know, 18 years in the making, even after marriage. And um, so, it, it no, we, we uh, I, I'm a believer in that a gentleman picks up the check. But, okay, uh, so why? But why? 
I mean, I'm curious because a lot of women pick up the check now. So, why were you taught to pick up the check? Yeah, I think I was taught to pick up the check and taught that that's the way uh, that we do things. You know, I'm going to think about that a little more and give you a little better answer because we've got to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back in a few minutes. This is the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. We'll be right back in just a minute. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Hi, this is Kay Van Hoosen, founder of Hear Women Talk. Every Monday, you can return to love with Jen Ward and Genuine Healing. Jen is an empath, a healer, and an intuitive, and Jen will show you how to remove blockages, heal yourself, and feel love. That's Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravel Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravelle Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravelle.com. 800-507-9145. If your spirit's weary and you need a word of encouragement, join me, Donna Tyson, for Rivers of Faith, Tuesday mornings from 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time on Zeus Radio Network at hearwomentalk.com. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Broadcasting Welcome back to the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. i got to tell you, we were talking about the Ryder Cup in the break and um, kind of got lost in our own little world. So um, we're back now to uh, getting out of the cave and uh, back on the subject of chivalry. Um, it, it's, uh, it's something that I got some stuff on Facebook this week about chivalry and uh, many women saying that it is basically dying and not as many men are making the efforts. Uh, something was interesting that uh, Gail had asked me about men picking up the check and a meal. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think my rule of thumb on this would be who ask. 
if you ask me to the meal and you're inviting me to a date on a date or whatever, as a man, I would always attempt to pull the check first. And this is even if I go, you know, with, with other guys and you do stuff, but attempt to pull the check first. If you invited and you said, no, no, this was my invitation, I'll take it, I would allow you to take it. Otherwise, uh, a man should always pay the check. Where did I pick that up? Uh, I, I don't know where I picked it up. I just kind of the way it's always been thought with me. If you're if you're out with a lady, a, a guy should pick up the check. But with all these women making so much money now, I mean, I don't know if it runs through men's mind, younger men's minds that they should the bill should be split. I mean, I, to the, we should have some men or women call in to see how. I mean, it's really an Tiffany, interesting subject. I, yeah, Tiffany, in your yeah, in your dating that you've you've done more of, well, maybe Gail has as well. In your dating and your your bow, what, what, what do you think about that? Well, see, I mean, we're me and my bow, we're in a relationship, we're engaged, so it, you know, we sort of, it's like, okay, well, do you want to get pizza tonight? Well, okay, well, I'll go pick it up, so I go pick it up, so I just pay for it. Or, well, I mean, we don't really talk about it. It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I don't think. But if well, you were if, single again, God right. forbid, because you're engaged, right. if you were single again, would you, um, if you went on a date, would you offer to pay, or would do you expect someone to pay? Oh, if if you're talking about going on, like, the first date or first few dates, like, in the courting stage, yeah. I, would, yes. I would expect the man to pay. So would you offer? I mean, no. that's where I get confused. Should I even offer? Or no. 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 And then if he says something like, oh, you want to split this, then he would be uh, done. No more dates. <laughs> Gail, I, right. again, I, I think I'd go back to the, the idea of who asked. Um, and I think if, if someone asked somebody out, they said, hey, hey, would you like to go grab some dinner? Then, uh, you know, what I'm what he's saying is, can I buy you dinner? Mm-hmm. And and that would be my thought. And um, that's, that's the way it would go. I think once you get deeper into a relationship, I'm with uh, Tiffany, then... You know, then it's kind of, hey, I'll pick this one up. You get that one. You know, we'll kind of work that way. But I think when you're starting out, it's who who asks the question. And, and I'd say that 90% of the time I would expect a guy to pay. Okay, but here's where another thing it kind of moves into. Like if you are on a date and you, you, the man pays, I think this goes through women's heads now because I've heard more and more women talking about it. Do you then feel consciously or unconsciously it's this kind of like now I have some obligation to this person, and the obligation would be sexual, I guess. You know, like what else would it be? I mean, if you after a few dates and they paid all the, I mean, does it sort of does a man feel that that if they pay that that it sort of is a it's sort of like a threshold to sex? Is, no, is that too big a uh, question? No, 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 and absolutely not. I think they're I hoping I, though, right? I, I think you know they could be they could be hopeful, but those yeah. those terms will be decided later. But no. Uh, no, I don't think in any way by accepting a meal with someone that you're you're admitting to some kind of okay for sex or okay for any type of relation. I think that uh, any any woman is in control of her own body and she makes decisions of of how she handles that. And uh, in this case, no, no, a meal is a meal. A meal is a a sit down, get to know each other kind of. Um, I, I just, I just think that's the way it is. I, I don't, not, not whatsoever, not whatsoever. I would not think a, a lady means anything by accepting a meal and not offering to pay any of it. That that she is, you know, saying yes to to anything other really? than, 
yeah, I'll, I'll be in, enjoy sitting down and, and having a meal with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. One uh, of our it, one of our male chatters says, um, does a woman expect sex when she pays? Oh. Um, oh, not me. <laughs> well, but uh, well, again, I, ne- well, I never pay, so let, we can just start with that. Right? There you uh, well, go. I, but, but, Smart I mean, I lady. You, I think you put your I think you put the shoe on the other foot and you see how it sounds. You know, no, no. If you were to buy a guy a meal, would you expect sex? No. 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 But I, I can't no. speak for all women. But I do think, like, a, one of my friends was out with some woman, and she offered to pay. And he did say, what do you think that means? Because a lot of times he picks up the check. And I actually did interpret it as thinking, I think it means that she wants everything to be very platonic. Well, yeah. I think, uh, and, and I think she may have in that state. And, uh, and I think uh, he kindly would say no. No, thank you. I invited you. I've got it. Um, or, you know, or if he, you know, would want her to pay, say, yeah, let's split the check. That's fine. But I don't think anything is meant by it either way. I think a meal is a meal, and that's that's what it is. Anything else is is outside of that. Anything else is outside of that. You know, um, something interesting that I read on the subject, uh, believe it or not, had to do with technology. Um, uh, Ms. Heidi Mueller uh, writes, Technology seems to be the scapegoat of all problems, but it helps explain why we seem to be in our own little bubble on a daily basis. These days, uh, these day, the days of personal letters scented with a lover's perfume are long gone. And rather than step foot into our neighbor's cubicle at work, we send an email to ask a simple, how do you do? The smaller the world comes, the easier it is to communicate, the less we reach out to others personally and the more we want to tend to stick to ourselves. And I guess what she's saying there is that it's hard to show chivalry or hard to show anything when our communication is done by the keyboard. I agree right. with that, yes. I mm-hmm. agree with that, yeah. I, I think, think people that, are getting... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I, I totally agree with you, Gail, and I think I'm going right where you were. I think we've lost human touch. And I think the, the time when you really find out about someone is not when they're sending you an email, is not when they're answering a question on an email. It is simply when you're standing there in front of them and you feel their vibe, not by not by a keystroke, but by looking their eyes in a feel of their body. Well, and I think it's getting to know someone. Actually, this goes into some friend of mine who recently got engaged and then found out you know, some bad backstory on the woman on the internet. I mean, here's the other thing you can do your own investigative reporting about, you know, about people. So, I mean, she had a very, very suspect well, background. That, that, so, I mean, he ended up breaking the engagement. I mean, I think it's very, very important to get to listen, really, really listen to what someone's saying to you, where they may think it's fun. Like, I had some man, I went to his house, he had this beautiful second home on, on, you know, Lake Geneva, and it was um, huge, and I'm thinking, oh my God, this house is so beautiful, and I'm complimenting him on the house, he goes, oh, I don't own this house, I'm like, you don't, he goes, and he's, he's like laughing, he's going, well, listen, and he thinks this is funny, he goes, oh no, the bank owns it, I'm like, well, excuse me, he goes, oh, I stopped paying the mortgage on this house three years ago, he goes, because I didn't want my wife to get it in the divorce. And he was proud of himself for this? Yes! <laughs> well, I think this is um, a subject that we covered a little bit last week that we're going to talk about some more this week, which is baggage. 
And this gentleman obviously doesn't <laughs> mind showing his baggage wherever he goes and whoever who talks to it. Listen, we love to have some calls, and I am in need of your help. John Banks, the man who's trying to bring man out of the cave, <laughs> is in need of the assistance of our wonderful male aud- or female audience. 646-652-2071. 646-652-2071. And male audience, too, if there's any male audience. And male audience, if they've got any ideas, I need a wonderful birthday gift for a wonderful woman. And I am a little dry on ideas. I don't go shopping with with Pam, and she doesn't like me to go with her because she feels like she's dragging me around. And um, I'm disinterested, which I appreciate. And uh, she's kind that way. But in turn, it means that I know some things she likes and all that, but I... I would really like to get her a, a, a nice birthday gift, something, and uh, I need some suggestions. I'm being a man. I have Suggest. one for you. What do you got, Tiffany? What are you thinking? Um, well, one of our chatters says, a weekend getaway. I I, I like that. I like that. Uh, that. That Let's put that on the list. Weekend getaway. John, can you tell us? You need to tell us more about, I'm good at gifts, but I know nothing about her. Tell us about her. Uh, well, Pam and I are, are uh, Pam's same age as I. Uh, she's a uh, she works. She's a marketer, professional marketer. Does very well. Uh, very intelligent, uh, lovely. Kind. What does she like to do though? What does she do? What does she? What are does she have hobbies? Uh, does she? Uh, does not not much of a hobby person. Uh, she's a she's a uh, on Sunday. She's a TV junkaholic where she. Dumps a DVR out for hours and hours and watch the program she misses all week, and um, hmm, shopping may be her hobby. Believe it or not. Well, you know what? Here's an idea for you, John. What's that? Why don't you? You guys are in Columbia. Why don't you give her like a gift card to Five Points, and she could take her girlfriends on a shopping, dining, entertainment excursion at Five Points. That's a that I like that idea. I like that idea. I mean, if somebody gave me that, I would love that. She could go with okay. to lunch with her girlfriends, have a few drinks, hit a few shops. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I, I see that uh, our good friend Lisa Kirby has joined our chat. Uh, maybe she could give us a call. Maybe she has some ideas. But while we're waiting on that, it's time to take a break. You're listening to the John Banks Show on Bringing Man Out of the Cave. On the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. We'll be right back in just a minute. My name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Police Psychics, Find Me, with Kelly Snyder and Valerie Graham. This fascinating program explores how vetted psychic sleuths team up with law enforcement to find success, show how this can bring awareness, hope, and closure to families. Also presented are important possibilities which psychic assistance offers for law enforcement, especially at the beginning of an investigation. Host Kelly Snyder is a retired federal agent with 25 years in law enforcement. He's an author and the founder of Find Me, a non profit organization of talented worldwide psychic crime solvers, canine search and rescue volunteers, and others who provide leads in missing person and homicide cases. Find Me's work creates a raised awareness of how psychic abilities can add a tool to a detective's arsenal. Snyder is teamed with co-host Valerie Graham, an author and former sheriff staffer in correctional psychiatry. Join them Tuesdays, 2 p.m. at hearwomentalk.com, H-E-R-E, womentalk.com. 
Hi, this is Kay Van Hoosen, founder of Hear Women Talk. Every Monday, you can return to love with Jen Ward and Genuine Healing. Jen is an empath, a healer, and an intuitive, and Jen will show you how to remove blockages, heal yourself, and feel love. That's Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Everybody, we're back on John Banks, Bring Man Out of the Cave on a lovely Monday here in October, the 4th, I believe, since I got it wrong last time. Uh, you're listening to, again, the John Banks Show, Bring Man Out of the Cave on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And I have thrown out a question. I need your help. You know me. I'm always throwing out advice and what should do for you. I need your help. I need your help. My wife's birthday is coming up in about two weeks, and I would like to get her something, and and I am dry as a bone on the idea side, and I've had some good suggestions, and we are joined by one of my favorite people who uh, has done some shows with us and is, we'll call a um, someone of knowledge when it comes to some play toy type uh, things, and one of our good friends, Lisa Kirby. How are you, Lisa? Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Great to hear from you. Lisa? Wait. Can you help me? What? I, I, yes. I am need a... What, what, what's your suggestion for... Are you for? ready? I, I'm ready. I've, I've got my pen. Okay. Ready. Okay. This is me. Now, this is just me now. I am older, and I like to be showered with attention. And now that I am older, gifts just really aren't that important to me. I have everything that I want. I really don't need anything else. But what I would really want would be for my mate to shower me with tons of attention. I say get some sexy bathtub bubbles, start her a bubble bath, put some rose petals on the bed, get your little sticky treats out, put them on the nightstand, get your little vibrator to that's on the DL, <laughs> and um, get some chocolate delight set. Lick her up from head to toe and just show her that you really, really love her and that the best gift that she could have on her birthday would be you. Oh, my God. Wow. 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 <laughs> that sure beats shopping I, I, and lunch. Right in your house. Uh, that yeah, that that beats shopping and lunch. I yeah, no tell doubt with a stick. <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't beat a large pile of cash. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but John's not dying, Gail. So yeah, yeah. Nothing says I love you like a pile of cash. I, I you know, something that's exactly right. <laughs> Nothing says I love I'm you like serious. a pile of cash. Yes, I'd well, have to agree with. That. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I got to tell you. 
as much as I'm opposed to the uh, as much as I'm not opposed to the pile of cash idea, I uh, I like the way you're thinking, Lisa. I really do. That, How about the that, pile of cash on the bed along with the rose petals? Well, I, yeah, I don't. I think they call that the oldest profession in the yeah, world. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to make her uh, <laughs> feel like she's just entered the prostitution ring. So um, anyway, uh, but uh, Lisa, I like yeah, that a lot. You can make it very sensual. You can make it very sensual and very sexual. Light you some candles that have some pheromones in it. We have these awesome things, and I do have one, and I will bring them to you in a snap. They're called romantic couple coupons. Okay. And you could, like, flipper one at the dinner table and then flipper one while you're drinking some champagne, talking to each other. It'd be fun. That would be the best gift to me, I would think. I like it. I don't know about like you it. other girls, but... I like yeah, it. Yeah, I... I night of love I, and caressing would be fun. I, I, I am in on all that. That sounds really good. And I imagine, <laughs> Lisa, knowing... But isn't that, isn't that just about... That's Is that too much about... John and not enough about. I mean, I know what you're saying, but that includes him and the gift in a very large way. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. See, see, uh, Gail, as opposed to the way you feel about it, some people actually like that. I know. (laughs) I mean, you're talking to the wrong girl. I'm about to say, some people see that as a positive, Gail. (laughs) And they also like live men who aren't dying. Yeah. Can I go in the way back machine before I accept that gift? Well, yeah. <laughs> the way back, uh, yeah. way back, to, way back to when I was forty. Yeah, yeah. We, we got, I we think got I to need to get a hold of you for about five minutes. Yeah, yes. We're gonna put Gail and Lisa together and see if we can't cure Gail of this. Uh, I know. This, uh, you know, yeah. We're gonna work on that. We're gonna work on that. Lisa and I assume, knowing you, that that in case I need any of. These items that I may not have. I got anything you want, baby. And and can you tell me where I'd find those? I bet you have a website I can go to to find those. I bet you. When is her birthday? It's two weeks. What I'm asking you is, go to your what? Give us your website address again. It's www.partygals.biz backslash playful underscore pleasures but if you need me in a hurry I've got a box of goodies in the back of my car I will come right to you well, <laughs> you deliver a, you deliver yeah. you could that, that, hey. delivery deliver, truck yes yes she'll, she'll take care of Lisa I knew can I could you, bring, you bring a pizza too no, uh, what hey, hey Lisa we with with Gail I think pizza. what you need is a is a pizza wagon and an ATM <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Unless you need you for Gail. Yeah. She could actually put those pepperonis all over her body if she wanted to. As, as long as he's got cash, I think she's okay with that. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Lisa, that's great. That's great. Lisa, thank you so much. Uh, we've got your we've got you on the chat for the uh thank you and uh I I'll probably take that advice. Over Gail's cold hard cash. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. We'll talk to you soon. I love you guys. You're awesome. Okay. Right, Thanks for you. calling, Lisa. Gail, Gail, I'm going to hook you up with Lisa. She's going to, she's going to, she's going to warm that heart a bit with you. I think we dropped Gail, John. Have we lost Gail? Yeah, we lost Gail. I think oh. she might have hung up. She might have been, you know. <laughs> 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 we get off her too much. 
Hey, a part of being the co-host is you have to be here the whole time. We'll, we'll <laughs> effort, effort getting Gail back for us. Would you? That's, yeah, I can do that. Uh, okay. I'm not much of a co-host because all I can do is just laugh hysterically right now. So <laughs> <laughs> you need to get some help. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I, I love Lisa and love having her on. Those are some great suggestions. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, uh, this is some good stuff. This is what I needed. Because I am a guy and I'm not that bright, as I've told you many, many times. Um, something, uh, something I did want to get onto is, uh, and I actually wanted Gail to be a part of, was we talked a little bit about baggage last week, and um, you know, talking about looking at a looking at something uh, new, and uh, you know, and and open minded, and how we need to, I believe, in putting baggage. Um, and as I said, the library. Um, and so, anyway, uh, Gail, are you back with us? Am I, can you hear me? Yeah, Yay, you're back. We Hello? thought you didn't like us anymore. Oh, okay, I'm back. <laughs> oh, no, I think I just got cut out. I think right when Lisa was cut out and gone, I think I went with her. Oh. Um, baggage. That's baggage is a very... Baggage is a um, good a good subject because well, this... um, everybody has baggage. And it's like, I think a good... A question I have is how much do you reveal and at what pace do you reveal it? I mean, and, and kind I of the way my the, friend thought. Go I ahead. think you hit the nail on the head there, Gail. I think it, it is. It's how much do you reveal and, and when do you reveal it? Um, this is something I read this week, and I, I excuse me, it's a paragraph, so let me, let me, let me say this. I think it lays some great groundwork. Um, as you're looking, when you're talking about it, it's easy to pass judgment on someone on someone's past, but it's not where you are coming from, it's where you are going. An unknown past can be scary when you first start dating, and you ask yourself, is this person genuinely good, or do they have skeletons in their closet? Although a legitimate concern, and one that does deserve study, it's unfair to judge someone's worth exclusively by their past, and unfair to yourself, too, if you are discounting a potential love match before giving an open mind an honest chance. Huh. Who wrote that? Uh, that was actually uh, also by Miss Heidi Mueller, um, who's on a, uh, it's called askmen.com. Oh, I've been on that website. That's a good uh-huh. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I really thought that really said it very nicely. And I agree with it. And I think that, uh, again, the, the idea here is not, we, again, like, like we've said, Gail, we all have baggage. I mean, that's a, that's a given. Right. The question is, can we open our mind to realize what happens in someone's past is not always what will happen in the future? And, you know, hopefully. Does it reflect on who they are? Does it reflect on who they are? I think that would be the question. And does it reflect on their character? Do you know what I mean? You know, I think I think some, but that's also saying that no one has ever changed. By saying that, you're saying uh-huh. that no one ever in their life has changed, and we've all changed. We've all had things happen to us that has make that make us make adjustments in our life, make us know what we like or don't like, make us know we'll never do that again. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> A million things just came flooding into my mind when you said that. Well, that's you know, and and that's the thing. I, I think that uh, you know, I, you know, the nicely said by one of our chatters, all sane people can and do change. Amen. Chatter, you're absolutely right. 
and you know it's uh, it really takes you know sometimes bigger changes are easier because they are so pounded into our conscience that they make us change and uh, through our heart okay John here's a question what would be a deal? I mean, we're going back to deal breakers. What's a yeah. baggage deal breaker? I mean, there, we. Ha- I mean, uh, yes. Let's. Oh, I'll give you. Everyone can change. I mean, I'll give it to you just for the sake of giving it to you. I'm not saying I agree with it, but at what point <laughs> is it just too much? Ba- <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with you at all. But no, I will, no. for now, yeah, yeah. at what point is it just too much? Where is the baggage? Where do you draw the baggage line in the sand? Like, what would be, even given your optimism? I mean, is there there is there's a point where it's too dark or too much baggage. You have to agree with that, right? No. I don't. Oh. I think, uh, you know, I, I think if you, if, you base, if you base every decision you make on past performance of anything, you will leave regretting it. And I just don't believe mm-hmm. in that. I believe in, in every relationship you take on, friendship, uh, I mean, have you not met someone who had an eerie background, who went through some stuff young that, uh, you know, you ended up finding out about much later, and you were like, wow, really? I can't, you know, gosh, I can't believe they went through that. And look who they are today. Has that not ever happened with you, Kim? Yeah, still in jail. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, um, no. Or, or, or they go through, like, this major, you know, life-changing event, like, oh, you know, I used to be a drug addict, but now I'm this religious person. Well, I'm always like so suspicious of that. I don't, I don't believe it. Well, well I, you know, the funny yeah, thing I mean, is, I, yeah, I'm, I'm more skeptical too because I think people can. We can always say, "Oh my God, I have now learned that." You know, I've learned a lesson. I'm never going to be that person well, again. And well, you know, hopefully, one well, can control oneself enough. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's let's put ourselves up to the mirror, and let me ask you. Is there anything in Uh-oh. the past that you have done? I'm not going to ask you to tell us what it is. Oh, come on. I, you know, <laughs> is, there, is there anything in the past that you I'm have done? I'm still back at that pile of cash. Go ahead. I'm well, that's true. You, yeah, you, you, know, you do the, pe- the, the pizza, the pepperoni, and the, and the box of cash. Is there anything in your right. past that, that you have done that you can say, as of today, not going to ever happen again. Uh, I, I am a new person for that happening. It, it brought me something to knowledge that I won't do again that is important that I wouldn't want to put upon anyone else again. Oh, no. Because I don't think I've done anything egregious, you know, that egregious. <laughs> I mean, that I'd have to swear I'd never, you know, I'll never get on a horse that stops at the jump again because I've been dumped in the dumps. You know, I've been dumped in a jump. I mean, things like that where I could get physically hurt. But in terms of something... <laughs> Psychological. Um, I well, think I mean, I've let me, never let me, well, let me put it this way. Act. Well, so that means that any time you ever go out with a man, you would dump your past in front of him with no conscience whatsoever and say whatever because you've never done anything that you think he would think would be a deal breaker. Uh, no. I'm perfect. I'm sorry. Did I forget to tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that may be your trouble, Gail, with uh, finding that perfect man because he's not out there. No, I think I'm a pain in the ass. I mean, I do. I would tell someone I think I could be a big pain in the ass. I've been called selfish. Um, I've been, you know, I'm a princessy. I'm that kind of jappy 
person you never want to meet, you know, the male file, but not really. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I would honestly say I'm sorry I divor- I've been through two divorces. I don't hate either husband. I mean, no. We're, we're, we're going to let you think about that. What's a little second more as we take a break here on the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave. We'll be right back in a few minutes on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Hi, this is Kay Van Hoosen, founder of Hear Women Talk. Every Monday, you can return to love with Jen Ward and Genuine Healing. Jen is an empath, a healer, and an intuitive, and Jen will show you how to remove blockages, heal yourself, and feel love. That's Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk. This is Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, this is Deb Coletti and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Broadcasting live, this is... John Banks from the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave. Joined by, of course, my co-host Tiffany Nixon and our special co-host today, Miss Gail Maria Forrest. And Gail, we were back talking about uh. those things that we would change, and you know, and you were telling us that you are perfect, and no, there's nothing, you know. And, and I asked you when we were in break, do you believe people change? And you said fundamentally, no. Yeah, well, well, I think, as I said during the break, and I'm not perfect. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just kidding myself. Dear. Because I think all, oh, yeah, I know you're kidding, and I'm sort of kidding. But um, <laughs> I think we can only just bring ourselves. We can only just bring ourselves to the dinner table here, or the, you know, the bar. But um, I think I think people can moderate their behavior. I think they can be more. They can become made aware of their behavior. Whereas before, maybe you had no idea you were acting that way. Now I've had things pointed out to me about maybe my behavior, and I can recognize it more quickly. I can try and, you know, reel it back in if I feel myself becoming... I used to be more of a drama queen. I mean, I'm not the, quite the drama queen I was, I will say. Where I'd be like, well, oh, I, I'm leaving you, you're horrible, and then march out, and you hope someone runs after you. Well, that act doesn't work. You know, I decided that act is old. You no, know, you can only do that when you're, you know, really cute and in college. 
Well, when you're... When you have that sex thing, you can hold up. Yeah, you got to have some ammunition. Yeah, I think I tempered it the drama queen well what do you think tiffany do you think that people you do think people can change right i mean i think that fundamentally we're we don't really change like after a certain point in time but like you said i think you can rein in your behavior um or or you can recognize the things that you do that aren't you know maybe kosher but you you still want to do them but you might not do them as much because you know you shouldn't be doing them but i don't think it takes you know who you are fundamentally I don't think you can change that no well let me let me ask you this Tiffany as going back to this baggage issue mm-hmm. um, do you think that uh, knowing someone's past is a total predictor or, or or is a predictor of the future behavior not necessarily but if somebody had a pretty shady past I think I would have a right to be suspicious that of of that person, I understand. I understand. I, I think uh, you know. I think. But don't you think, John? Don't you think that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's a reflection no, go ahead, of their character. Don't well, I you think, think that's but a, but if you take Tiffany's shady past person? But you're but you're also assuming that that every decision they made in their past is how they would make every decision today, and that's what I'm telling you is not the case. That people have made mistakes. People generally learn from them. Um, and, you know, I, uh, unfortunately, I am a, a generally believe in people until they give me a reason not to. Oh, I agree, and, John. I mean, I think that that people can, you know, do something that they regret and then n- never do it again. And do I believe that they would never do it again? Sure. Yeah. And that, I guess I guess when you when you I guess that goes back to this this discussion of baggage. And again, if you bring your baggage with you into the opening of any new relationship you're again like I tried to say last week and and I'm trying to make an analogy put the baggage in a library use it as references use it as showing you things to signs to look for to say no I don't want to be around that type of person but don't carry it with you to a point that you can't open your mind and heart to a new opportunity because the baggage is weighing you so heavily that you can't open your mind I agree, John. Your you're own right. baggage. Here's where I'm confused. Your baggage. You shouldn't bring your baggage, or you shouldn't let. I'm confused as to who. Well, I think yeah, I think neither about. neither should neither should bring the baggage. I think you have to. I uh-huh. think you have to try to look into it as something new and a new opportunity and open minded. And that's that's kind of where I was right. going with that. And I think there are times that you may find out things about someone's past that you feel ah. You know, but I think you have to sit there and look at who's sitting in front of you today. So we're basically what you're saying is we're all innocent until proven guilty. If you want to use that legal analogy, right? We're all innocent. Well, well, we're not. We're not saying. I'm saying. I'm saying we could have been guilty in the past, but we're not guilt. We're we are we are who we are today, and that's who that's who we're trying to work with, and and that's who you keep an open mind to, and that's. That's kind of where I would take that. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm right. That's just how I feel about it. And again, you're talking to very admittedly uh, a man who's been married for 21 years and, and very blessed to be with an incredible woman. So it's it's I, I speak about a lot of these things from the heart, without having the experience of having to go through with it. So I always put that out there. Well, let me ask you the same question you asked me. 
Do you do you look in the mirror? Is there something that happened? Is there some change in your life that you feel so strong that you changed so much in your marriage or your relationship that you know, like you're asking me if someone's capable of change? Did you do something that made you completely capable that you felt you had to change? Yes. Do you know what I'm I saying? I have done things. Yeah. 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 Well, could you say one of them, or it's too personal? Uh, we'll we'll leave that out. Personal. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you so you feel you've changed. So therefore, yeah. that's great. Well, I think everybody does. That is. Yeah, I think things that yeah things that either cause you pain or you cause others pain. You know, I think that teaches you, and and you learn from that. The ones who don't learn from it and commit the same mistakes. You know, that's those are very painful for everyone. It's it's an idea of you learn and caring about the other person. Right. You know. And the thing is, if you right. if well, you if you hurt someone in a relationship and then you don't learn from that mistake, then you're dooming yourself. I think. Exactly. exactly. You'll never yeah. have a healthy relationship because right. it's right. you know likely that whatever Even, you did to hurt the last person would, if you did the same right. thing, would hurt the other. So. But you got to, but you got to keep right, it open. Right, and you're going to pick the same person again. Right. I mean, that's right. the other thing. Do we keep picking the same person as a result of our inability to be a, change ourselves? You know, you just doomed to the same relationship over and over and over again. So. Um, and doesn't that seem so common? Yeah, that that's what happens to people. Yeah. Yes. 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 And how do you and, break that cycle? Right. Do you think, Gail, that psychotherapy helps you break that cycle? I think, you know, if this is just coming on the heels of one of my friends who got engaged and unengaged within three weeks, and I just gave him a whole lecture on how this is a point in his life where he needs to see a therapist. Like, he can talk to me, and he can talk to all his friends till, his, till he turns blue, but I think he's at the point that he needs to understand why he jumped into an engagement, why he jumped out of the engagement, why he got engaged, what you know, how lonely maybe he is. Or um, So I do think at some different points in your life you need someone objective to talk to and not just a friend who's going to go, oh, John and Tiffany, you're wonderful and everything's going to be better. I think there's a point at which you really need to examine why these things are happening again. Uh- I agree. So, um, I agree. Yeah, I believe in. I do believe in therapy. Uh, we've got only uh, a, a couple of minutes, and I, I had something I wanted to speak just a second on. That I'm very, very passionate about. Uh, watched uh, a show I very much enjoy. My wife and I watched Undercover Boss uh, this last week, and um, a gentleman was part of Choice Hotels and went out and worked in the hotels, did the different jobs, and and went back and and saw some changes. I think what I took from the show that really made me think and really is something I wanted wanted just to get off my chest is there are so many people who do things out there in the world. If it's the person who hands me my my diet, Dr. Pepper, and Egg McMuffin in the morning at McDonald's or the, the chambermaid who makes the bed after I wrestle it up from a night in a hotel, the, these people do so many things to make our lives better that we never see. And we don't see them... Uh, but the thing is, when you do, say thank you. These people get very little praise in what they do. And so many of us are so lucky to do jobs where we are praised very often. Uh, it is my challenge to you, all of my listeners, is when you see one of those folks, give them a heartfelt thank you. It would mean a lot to me and uh, it's something I want to do more of in my life. So I want to share that with you guys. I want to thank Tiffany for being here. Uh, as always, be back with us next week. 
Thank you so much, Gail. Uh, and Gail's going to be a regular oh, contributor. I uh, love having her with us. And Tiffany will be back next week <laughs> yep, for the John Banks Show. Mr. Marco will be back, I think, next Gina, week. Gina will be back with our special guest on dating, uh, Maxima Mariova, something like that. will be on the website. Anyway, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Dustin. And uh, you've been listening to the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network.